Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've just resolved that technical difficulty there, and I'm back, back with you now. As we were just talking about reflection on how God has been good to us, and how fortunate we need to consider ourselves. Let's just take time to really let that sink in. As upset, angry as we may have been just a few weeks ago, or probably even now. You have to be alive to experience being upset. You have to be alive to experience anger or even frustration. Or love. So even at this moment, let's take this one-minute moment of silence to thank God for something that we're grateful for at this time. Let's just pause for a moment of silence and take time to reflect on how good he's been to us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, even when we don't stop to think about it, but when we do, we can think of so many things that we need to be grateful for. My thoughts just a few minutes ago was reflection and thanksgiving and just being grateful. My siblings and I are together. We're all in our right mind. We're very healthy, and today we spent the day with my father who celebrated his 89th birthday. Although he is not all in his right mind, he was able to recognize the joy of his children being with him, and we, his children, were able to acknowledge, even though he does not recognize it as much, his birthday, how grateful we are to see him and to just be with him. It doesn't have to be a super magnificent, magnificent things, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to be thankful. Just simple things. Simple things. 
as you go throughout the rest of your week, the rest of this month, please take time just to focus on the simple things that you take for granted every day that we just need to be grateful for. With that said, let's move on now to the information that we have at hand and want to share with you. Many of you recently received an update from Jeremy Hine, that's the special agent that did the investigation on the EMS and HCI programs owner. Those of you who have not received an email confirmation from him, it's simply because you did not send him an email so he can register you as a victim. Everyone that is on my mailing list, I sent the email out with that individual's contact information and email address, whereby we're able to send him an email to let them know or uh, our, our name, even our EMS name, uh, contact information to get in touch with us because we are victims of EMS and HCI. If you have not done so yet, please do take the time to register with him your contact information. This way, they will be able to keep you as well as the rest of us up to date on the progress of this case, they will usually do so through email based on my experience that I've had similarly in the past. And many of you who went through that with Ben Siegler recall also this is how they were able to let us know how the case was progressing, um, when he was sentenced, how much time he would get, and at the point where they would then require information from us about uh, funds to be recovered and re, uh, given back to us, they told us what they needed at that time. So this will be the communication channel for us between them and us to let us know where things are. In our experience in the past, this takes uh, sometimes a year, two years, or more. In their cases, these refunds from these uh, programs have been closed by the government and investigated. It could take up to five years, ladies and gentlemen. So this is not a quick process for you to recover the funds that you put out into EMS and ACI. Nevertheless, it is a process by which you can and will be able to recoup some of your money. How much, I don't know. We don't know. That information will be disclosed to us at the appropriate time. But it is in everyone's best interest who have purchased shares in EMS, HCI, the LDTP, the ABNC programs, and the SGNF programs, the Forex programs with HCI to register using that email address. I've received countless emails, Joan and I, from individuals whom I sent that information out to, letting us know that the link does not work. It is not a link. It's an email address 
that you copy and paste into the uh, person that you're sending it to. It's not a link that you click on and it takes you to a website at all. That's not what it is. And many were confused by that. It is an actual email address for the victim HCI and EMS that we need to register with, with our personal information and let them know that we are victims of EMS and HCI programs. Now, in the most recent update from Mr. Hyam, the special agent that he sent us a confirmation, one of the primary things that I want to bring to your attention is where he says, we're working on setting up a process where we can email, where you can email questions to him or even call him or them with your questions. So they have not yet fully worked this out. When they have worked out this process by which we can email them questions or even provide a phone number where we can call them with our questions, they will let us know in the same way he recently updated most of us with a confirmation that he, we are now registered as victims of EMS and HCI. Now, regarding our claims, as I said, right now we don't even know if this gentleman has been extradited from Thailand back to the U.S. We don't know that he's even been charged with crimes yet at this point. Just remember, what they did was a probable cause for which to arrest him to bring him to face the charges. The probable cause was predicated on the investigation where they saw that he literally defrauded all of us of our funds. And they have the proof to that. And the investigation they did of um, a, a Mr. Millard, a Lars, a Euclid, the fact that those people didn't exist. These are what supported the probable cause, which is just a reason to arrest this gentleman, and then they will charge him after they secure him and extradite him to the U.S. This information will all likely be shared with us also when he's been extradited uh, in the follow-up update from Mr. Hines. So it is critical that we stay up to date with registering with him and the information will then flow to us. Now, as far as submitting claims, we're far away from that at this point, I can tell you that. We have some time before we get there because he's not formally charged at this point, no court date set, none of those things, not even extradition as far as we know has been uh, completed. But as Mr. Hines said in his update to us, our claims, when they give us the okay to submit the information, what they will need from us to verify this it is by documents that we will either produce to them, like purchase receipts, purchase confirmations from EMS, or in fact, what they've indicated, it may be the 
verification may be done by documents that they already obtained during their investigation because they have access to the records and computer records that the perpetrator of this crime had. So they've already secured those things. But it may be necessary at some point for us as victims to produce documents of our purchases in EMS or HCI programs, whether it's by the purchase confirmation receipt or whatever you send. Many, in many cases with Bitcoin lately, you received a purchase confirmation of what you sent to them. So when it comes time to that information for a claim, they will let us know. But I can assure you, we're nowhere near that at this point in time. Now, many of you um, have approached me uh, by phone conversations, by email, about maybe doing a class action suit against this perpetrator of this crime. Well, that sounds like a good idea to a lot of people, but let me help to educate those of you listening um, why it doesn't necessarily fit into our situation at this time at all. And this information is not coming off the top of my head. Uh, we've spoken to international law firm who has apprised us of what, we, what it would entail. So those of you who are entertaining that thought, let me put this on the table for your edification uh, and for you to consider. First off, a cl class action lawsuit is often filed against an entity, an entity like Ford, GM, IBM, uh, Yahoo, uh, you name it, whatever the entity is, for whatever believed wrong, they have wronged their members, uh, customers, um, and the customers now become victims. Those institutions have something to go after. You can sue GE, you can sue Ford, and class action suit IBM. You can sue them because they have an institution of brick and mortar, for sure, that you can go after. In our situation, there's nothing to go after. The perpetrator of our crime who defrauded us, this person, his assets have already been frozen and seized and, and controlled by the government. So he has nothing at this point. Whatever the government has seized belongs to the government at this point. Whatever cash in accounts they have secured, all of that, as well as possible real estate, will be liquidated into currency to settle for the victims as well as the prosecution of this crime. So there, as a, in, in, so in a class action lawsuit, we will have nothing to go after because it's already secured by the government. Not like GE, not like Ford. You could sue them because they have an institution, not like Toyota. So that limits our ability to do a class action lawsuit. Further to that, 
a class action lawsuit, the winners are attorney, attorney, and attorney on both sides for the plaintiff as well. On both sides, the attorneys are the ones in because they get paid no matter what, while the victims often get pennies on the dollar for what they have been wronged for. So I hope you understand that what I just shared with you, why this is not in our best interest, does not suit our purpose at all as victims of HCI and EMS. Also, shifting gears, I'd like to bring to those of you who are, some are confused. I can, I can tell you that by the emails that we've received. Many of you get it completely, 100%, but there are those who are still confused about the role of the facilitators with EMS, HCI, and HCI programs, specifically to Joan, myself, Wayne, Gina, and many others. Countless times I have stated on this call, they're all recorded, over 700 of them, that I have never met Mr. Millard or any one of the ATI and EMS staff. Never spoken with them on a telephone at all. Yes, I did. We did try to set up a meeting with Euclid years back but that did not happen. In recent weeks, we tried to bring Mr. Millard, as we knew him, on our conference call to address questions that you posed. That too was somehow uh, keenly and neatly sidestepped where we had to send him the questions and he responded in written words. So we've never had any direct phone communication, all our communication like yours to EMS and HCI has been through email. Now, please understand this piece also, ladies and gentlemen, because as I said, many of you are confused. We facilitated the purchases of shares for many, if not thousands. There are others who did the same. Now, we didn't ask you for, to let us buy the shares for you. You came to us. We did not solicit that. Also, I remind you, countless times on these calls, and they're recorded, I've encouraged people to learn to navigate the e-currency system on your own. You could do this by yourself. You don't need Joan or Gina or any of our help at all, or David or Priscilla at all. You can do this on your own. But you have to learn to navigate the e-currency system to be able to make your purchase. And we often warned, please be careful, because you, are, you can easily lose your money in the e-currency system, whether sending it to an incorrect account or even having your account hacked. There are people out there while you sleep that are trying to hack your account to take your money. It's happened to us at least half a dozen times where we've been hacked and the money has been stolen, gone, never to be retrieved ever again. So we've shared this with you that you can do this on your own. 
And you know what? Many of you did. You did just that. You educated yourself on how to navigate purchasing shares, doing e-currencies, and you did it. In fact, you not only did it for yourself, but you were able to do it for others, friends and family also. So this is how the shares were purchased. We did not advertise that we're selling shares for EMS at all. We never were. Never did. We facilitated the purchase of shares that you asked us to purchase for you. I wanted to make that clear because there are those, as I said, are still confused, especially at this point, where they are not willing to take responsibility as adults for their loss in EMS and HCI. No one twisted my arm to get into the program, to buy policies in HCI, to buy shares in EMS at all. Neither did they to you as an adult also. You heard the information about the program or you read the information and you made an educated adult decision to involve yourself in it. Just like buying stocks knowing that it's an investment and all investments have a risk, whether it's your car that you just purchased, your new home you just purchased, whether it's stocks you just purchased, it, it doesn't matter. There are risks to every investment. Yes, we were told by HCI and EMS that ORS was secure that in the event the program failed to pay out, that we would be reimbursed 98.75% of our funds that we put into it. That's what we were told, and we believe that, as it was told to us. But now we are now realizing that this is not the case. Nothing was insured or guaranteed with EMS at all because the whole program was a fraud from the beginning, and we didn't know it. Many of you came to me, Wayne, written to me an email. How could you not know this? I didn't know. In fact, I can tell you, there are individuals in this program, in our group that I'm aware of, that work for our federal government, who had or would have had the ability to, we think, to ascertain the legitimacy of the program, and they weren't able to also. Further to this, many of you have read, when you Googled about EMS, the Attorney General of British Columbia, who, when asked, is this program legitimate or not, that individual was not able to find any information to validate the legitimacy of the claim, but he just stated that, just be cautious because I'm not able to find anything specific to this. Now, that's the Attorney General of British Columbia. Now, if I'm saying to myself now, if that person did not have the uh, wherewithal to ascertain the legitimacy of the program, then how were you and I, as lay people, not government officials who has the entities to uh, decipher this information, 
to do it. Just think about that. We didn't have the ability at all or no more than they who hold high positions in government and had the ability to do this kind of due diligence, yet whatever due diligence was done, it did not come back conclusive that this program was a fraud. Yes, there are many of you who were good guessers and uh, what we would call Monday quarterbacks after this program has failed, that you knew it from the beginning, but guess what? Even though you knew it, you still put your funds in it. Now, that's not an intelligent decision for an adult if you believe that the program was fraudulent for you then to purchase shares and secure a trust account with EMS. But I understand there are many who don't want to own the fact that they made a mistake, that they were wrong, and are now wanting to say, how could you not have known this? I knew it. But yet they are the same persons who also purchase shares in EMS. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been down this road for many years now. And Joan and I and many others who have helped you to understand where we are, what we're doing, we did so in good faith as honest individuals believing that this will change our lives, our community, our family, our church, our synagogues, our mosque for years to come. One member of our team wrote me a lovely letter from, uh, this letter came from Africa. And she's been in the program for some time now, thanking us for all we did when she didn't have money to buy shares in EMS, we gave her gifts of shares because we knew her heart and the work that she was doing with so many children in need in Africa. She is so disappointed at this point that this is not going to materialize. It's even difficult to tell the children that she had promised a future for education, for schooling, for clothes, for food, that it's not going to happen. So like many of us, it's difficult to acknowledge where we are, but the fact is we need to acknowledge it and move on. Some of us are still very angry about this, angry at ourselves, angry at Wayne, Joan, angry at uh, Mr. Millard and whoever this guy is that defrauded us. Ladies and gentlemen, anger is not going to solve the problem at all. Anger is a choice. It's a choice based on a reaction to an unfulfilled expectation. This is an unfulfilled expectation. But we can choose to be angry. We could choose to be more understanding. Or we can choose all to say, you know what? I've learned from this. I'm going to move on. I'm going to let it go. Let the anger go, not let the experience go. Anger is one sure thing in our lives that will hold us back because it clouds our judgment and prevents us 
from having the good perspective we need in making good decisions. So the sooner we're able to release that anger, the more free we will be to be able to make informed as well as intelligent decisions as we move forward with our lives and with our families. Now, I can tell you this, and I've shared this with some of you personally. We are, as well as many of you in the programs, are involved in other programs. We are looking at options, and many have presented options to us for other programs. And I thank you for those programs. I've looked at many of them that you've shared with me as uh, things to get into to help people who have lost in EMS. I appreciate the offer. Really, truly do. I prayed over many of them, in fact. However, at this point in time, I am not looking at any new programs to try and offset our losses in EMS or HCI. There are some that I have in place already that I know is legitimate. It is with in the banking system, so it has to be legitimate. At the appropriate time, I will share that information with you and what it entails. But for right now, I'll leave it at that. That's what I want to share with you about our EMS update and what our role is as we move forward, what we need to do. Now, Shifting gears to talk about Imperia, I can say this. The packages are still going out. However, I am forbidden at this point to share information as to the accurate information that I receive in terms of deliveries, in terms of where they're delivered, the number of packages that are left to go out, I'm forbidding to share that information because it, sharing that information rather, will and can compromise my position in the Imperial program as well as receiving my packages, on my package. So please don't expect me to give you an update on Imperial on this call anymore. What I can say is yes, there are numerous packages going out and there are numerous confirmations across the country that I can share with you. But I cannot give you anything more specific than that from this vantage point. I hope you understand my position, ladies and gentlemen. No, I've not yet signed an NDA. That's not the reason why. But the information about the Imperial packages, it's being leaked. And it's not just being leaked by me, but I do not want it to be perceived that I am the chief leaker of this information based on our talk shoe calls and the volume of listeners that we have. So please understand that um, whatever I share with you, whether in person, it is information for you only personally. So I will no longer share that information 
and its specifics on this talk stream live. Now, that concludes our call for this evening. When will we have another call, Wayne? I don't know. Uh, I will schedule them as often as I have information that we need to go over and that I need to share with you and clarify with you. Please take the time to check on the TalkShoe site on every Monday because if there's a call to be scheduled for Tuesday, I would have posted it on Monday for you to see that there's a scheduled call. Ladies and gentlemen, again, one more point of information before I leave. I have not been able to respond to your phone calls. I left a message letting you know that I've traveled. And please send me an email if you want to communicate with me. And that still stands. I will not be able to take your phone calls until next Friday. Next Friday. Thank you again for your time. May God continue to bless you and your family where you are at this time. Have a wonderful rest of the week, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.